too. Because people so we, do, counting, we do have yeah. a caller. We do have a caller. We want to get to before we run out of time in this hour. We have Zach on the line. Zach back. Zach, thank you for patiently waiting. Um, what do you want to talk about? So kind of what Joe was talking about, because the the culture you can't like you can put part of the blame on on the minority communities in the inner city. But when you look at like the history of the civil rights movement and what would happen anytime there was leadership in that community, they would instantly cut the head off the leadership, just like people like in the Middle East, when Joe talks about like policing and watching the situation over there. And what happens when you do that is it's not another good person that takes over at the top. Typically, sometimes you can get lucky and there's someone who will continue in the footsteps. What happens is it's, it becomes kind of like a grab for power. And this is like very evident when you look at like the Black Panthers or the Bloods and the Crips and watch kind of how that evolved over time. Yeah. And then the other side of the story is the kind of snitching mentality that they're not just it's not just the police that are after them. They're fearful of shootings in their neighborhood of yeah. like the pig's head that was severed and thrown at the guy's old house. Like it's not they can't get out of it because we didn't have something like Operation Legend that Trump made. So it's not, I get what you're saying where it's self-accountability, but there is more to the story, I think, than just saying, well, you got to be responsible for what you're doing. Here's the challenge I have. And I'm going to compare this to a gun control argument from the left. Whenever there's a gun control, whenever there's a mass shooting, Democrats come forward and say, wow, we have a mass shooting. We need to pass our gun control law. Right. And they put forward a law and everyone looks and says, wait, wait a minute. That law wouldn't have actually stopped the shooting and said, no, but it might it might stop some shooting. So we need to pass it. I have the same opinion when it comes to issues like this. I I don't doubt that that there are systemic problems. The problem is every time we have a shooting, a cop involved shooting where we cover it, not every time, but almost every time we have a cop involved shooting where it comes to the top of the of, of the media like this. It doesn't fit that narrative, right? So I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't people who feel oppressed and, and who have gotten a bad lot and, and they've been mistreated. I, I'm not saying that. But we can go down the list of all of these cop-involved shootings that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, couple of months, year plus, and none of them fit that mold. And yet we're always told that, oh, this is another example. I remember last year when that cop shot the guy who shot the guy in Georgia, stole the police officer's taser, ran away, turned to, turned around, shot the taser at the officer. The officer then had to shoot him. Right. We were told that that is a, is a, is, is systemic racism, but it's not right. So I'm, I'm always happy to entertain examples. But when we actually cover the examples, they 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 don't fit. They, they certainly don't fit True. the way the media and the way the left want them to fit. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm super skeptical. Again, this is a, this but is a boy who cried wolf scenario. I mean, that's how you change people's opinion, Max. Like when you talk to people about stuff, everything is an individual case. And when they, like, I just had this the other day on one of my friends posts where this, this chick was sending me a bunch of fake information and all you can do is send the actual police court or reports from the government and send it back to them and it's an individual level but i mean complaining that the media is manipulating things we all know like that's not if you complain about something that you can't change it's just like a poison in a company of an employee that always complains but they never have an option to solve what they're complaining about it becomes well, poison. yeah 
Well, that's why we're having this episode today. And I don't know if you were on at the start. I got suspended from Facebook for seven days for posting a very innocuous post. Put it up again, image three. Um, I posted a, skill, a still frame of her holding a knife. And I said, say it with me. She had a knife. Not to advocate violence, to point out the fact I was suspended. The post was deleted after it went viral. Right. So I get it. Like, don't just sit here and complain. But we I tried just to correct a narrative very simply. She had a knife. It went viral. People were sharing. It had a tons of shares. It got deleted. For advocating violence, it didn't. That wasn't why it got deleted. It got deleted because whoever hit that button didn't want people to know that she had a knife. They wanted to protect the narrative. They wanted to stop the innocent, unarmed. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Stop the truth. When we try and one effect, that's the thing is people still know about it. If if they try and block (laughs) something, because the public is starting to wise up to like the fake story that they're always trying to push. Right. So when there's something that's considered forbidden information that they try and silence, it backfires on them more times than it doesn't. And that gets even more people awake to the information. So yeah, that's happening, but there is a countermeasure that's also happening on the backside. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I I struggle with this because if, if, if we had examples like this and we cover almost all of these, almost all of these high profile shootings, if we had two in a row where the narrative was they were completely innocent, they they did nothing wrong, right? Then I'd, I'd start changing my mind. But every one we cover, every one that rises to the top of, of the algorithms, rises to the top of, of the headlines, right? Every single one of them, it's just it's just false. It has nothing to do with them being a product of their environment. It has nothing to do with, with them feeling oppressed. I mean, I mean, I'm you, just saying you, you can this, have both because I'm the stories, about the individual examples, the, the stories that actually matter, the stories that show oppression, that show those things, they never make it to the news, right? They don't make it to the yeah. news because it exposes other things that happen in those environments. It just the media does. is I mean, elevating every single every single time a cop not, deploys their weapon. The media is elevating. Yes, every single time, they're 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 saying, "Oh, cop killed another black person. Oh, cop killed another Hispanic person." Cop killed another innocent person. They they they're raising it before the the tra- facts even come out because they want to get those headlines. So if we had two in a row, and that, that's not hard, two in a row, where where this was truthful, I I I'd say yeah. okay, well let, let's talk about it. But every single example, every single one, it's just wrong. Yeah. Again, the the, the the there's there's a convenient narrative that's designed to actually divide us. They know it. They know that this was a controversial event. They knew that they put it out there anyway. But to say that this is the only event that's out there that they could that they could talk about is not true. But they wanted something that had controversy. They wanted something they knew. They knew that she was holding a knife. They knew she was holding a knife. Exactly, Joe. They they just they lied on purpose to create the controversy because a lie can travel around the world. 10 times before the truth is ever heard. And they knew that it was going to create division. They knew you were going to actually watch it, Max. And they knew you're going to say that she was holding a knife. And they knew you're going to try and put that story out there. But by the time that happened, there's no justification because the, the other sidewalk was already built. And they knew. And but they've already built the fact check. Uh, 100%. Just slap right on you. Right. So they're manipulating us and we're letting it happen. But it, it is designed. There are tons of stories that you, you would hear. And you would like, that's, that's awful. That's absolutely terrible. That should never have happened. But we don't get an opportunity to look at the innocent people because they want to have have things that actually create controversy. 
They want to be able to put stuff out there that they know will divide us. And if that's not true, then why don't they tell the truth to begin with? And why do they pick this event? Because I've, I've been involved in many, many cases where I've had to help people in those impoverished communities, many cases. This year, I have a case I got involved in that I hired an attorney for someone in the middle of all this, in the middle of all the money I have to spend in order to go after this Coomer creep, right? I have to, I, I decided to go over here because this was a terrible story and I had video of it. I watched it and I go, why is internal affairs and in, in Denver not getting involved in this? Like, why are they not suspending this police officer? So you can't tell me it doesn't exist. And just tell you that those cases, they don't want it to rise up. They're complicit in the behavior. The media and these government entities are complicit in the behavior of dividing and conquering the people. And Zach, I think that is the thing you got out of what I said. Definitely. And I mean, the you look at it because there can be bad cops too. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it creates people like your mentality, Max, where they automatically are like, I don't believe anything that you say for information. And the real instances then become an even bigger division point between the two sides because you've been conditioned now with all the fake stories. And the people, I would also agree, Max, that like the Democrats, when I talk to them, the more liberal types, not the libertarian liberals, but traditional, or not traditional, but the progressive, I guess. That's the new traditional, I guess, for me. But they don't really criticize stuff like the George Floyd. Like they can still see instances. For instance, that Wendy's that you're talking about where he pulled a taser and he shot the taser. You can have a conversation with someone like that that they would say, well, why didn't they shoot below the waist? Why couldn't they have shot him? And he has a taser. I mean, there's two cops there. The taser's not going to be able to tase both because you need both prongs to charge. So one cop could still shoot him underneath the belt and it wouldn't be a lethal shot. And that's a real conversation that you can have still at the same time and understand their side because they don't, they're not going to move an inch if you don't give them an inch either. So it has to be an understanding of both sides coming together. Yeah. Well, you're not, you're you're not advocating that the guy should have shot him below the waist though, right? I would say anytime you shoot anything at a police or you resist, it really, this conversation is very simple for me when I talk to people because it all boils down to resisting arrest. If we could just train people to not resist arrest, go to court and fight it out, then you have a, comp- a court legal system that you can get in front of to say, this officer did this, and then the officers actually have to be held accountable. The, the yeah. police unions that defend these bad cops, because that's just what they do as a union, it's like, you either have to fix the cop's behavior, or if it's three strikes, you're out. Like some of these yeah. cops that have like 17, 18 filings against them. It's like, how is that guy still a cop? hundred percent. That doesn't make sense. To you're, me. you're absolutely right. And, and, and I think that's the, you know, the, that some of the evidence that that keeps coming out is that you have bad cops that do bad things to, to lots of people and they're just bad. And just think about how many bad, how many interactions a bad cop can have with people in a given day times that by 300 you know, 300 days that they have to work or 250, 180, whatever it is. But imagine if they come into contact with 20 people, they're, they're hitting their quotas, writing 20 tickets and they treat people like crap and they get these things, or maybe they're arresting people and throwing people against cars and abusing them. Maybe those things are happening. Right. And, and you have all these interactions and that way see, people can have bad experiences over and over and over again and actually run into bad cops. If even 1% of the cops are bad. It's just, it's true because of how many interactions they have. So it's not, it's not like you're never going to have a bad interaction. 
But if you're in the inner city, you're more likely to have more of those bad interactions with those police officers because they start identifying people that they can just target and harass. And 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 frankly, I grew up with it. And I, I got a text message from a friend of mine um, who actually just said, uh, you know, he's like, the, the, you know, that, that I said, there are so many caves out there that never hit the news. I feel for the girl and still understand it was justified. I sent that to him and he goes, agree 150% and you know how much I, I don't like cops. And this is someone that I, I grew up with that is on the other side. He's on the other side of me politically in some areas, but I just try to talk to him. I can have these conversations. I get these text messages. He's listening to this podcast. And yet I think he's, you know, far, he's further, he's left. He's, I'm not left. I'm a Christian conservative, but he's left. He's left on a bunch of things, right? But, but I can still have the conversation with him and he trusts my heart. And if we don't get to that place where we start talking about your experiences and, and being able to meet in the middle, as Zach was saying, I think that all is lost. All is lost. The problem is the problem is the vast majority of Democrats are not talking like you are. Yeah. The vast majority of this defund the police movement is <sighs> is is promoting it on the back of yeah. the hashtag ACAB, which stands for all cops are bastards. Right. So it, we're not going up against a political movement that's having a rational discussion. Like, right. There's good cops and bad cops. We're going up against all cops are bastards. 100%. Right. And if you want, like, yeah, I, I, I agree. People in the inner cities are more likely to interact with a police officer. I think if we're going to look at all of yeah. these high profile incidents over the past couple of years, the ones I the one I say is is the worst of all that I completely agree with is uh, that it shouldn't have happened was the Eric Garner case. Yes. Where he was put in a chokehold and he died. Yeah. yeah. But here's the part that we're not saying, Joe. We have to be completely honest. He was breaking the law. That doesn't mean he should have died. It doesn't mean it should have died. But if you can, if you break the law, if your business is to illegally sell cigarettes, you are going to have a higher number of police interactions than someone who is not illegally selling cigarettes. Okay. That's not saying he deserved to die, but I'm just saying that if you are committing yourself to a life of crime, does not 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 saying you deserve to die, but if if you say that I'm going to commit crimes, I, I I'm not surprised if they have more police interactions. And I'm not surprised that they have more bad police interactions because the more police interactions you have, the more bad police interactions you'll have. It just, it just stands to reason. So the, the challenge I see with all of this is, yes, I, I absolutely believe that there are bad cops out there. I absolutely believe that there are bad perpetrators out there. And Zach, I agree with what you're saying. I said at the start, I, I am at the point where it is boy who cried wolf. And I am done presuming that a cop involved shooting shouldn't have happened. I'm done. I'm just done. I've been lied to too many times. It's been proven bogus too many times. I'm done. And and once the body camera footage comes out, and if I see it's a case like Eric Garner where it shouldn't have happened, I'll get on that. But I am done presuming. I'm done presuming that any cop interaction is bad. I'm just done. I've been lied to too many times. Well, and I think that that's where the, that that's where people get to right. They get desensitized to what's really happening. I want to I want to play a, a clip if I can. Josh has it queued up. Zach, if you're able to watch this, watch this interaction, and then I want to get your your thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah, give me so, one sec. I'll mute. So, so go ahead and play this clip, and this is a clip of, and and I'll I'll kind of explain it afterwards. Go ahead, Josh. 
And I told you guys are supposed to have lights in here. Listen, if the sergeant warned you guys about your bikes, then you guys are warned. Can I talk to you? I gave you a warning. I just got out of my house. Get off the bike, you're gonna get arrested too. I just got out. Your man is out of control over there a little bit. And you know, you're gonna have to take the, you know, his action. Because we live way ahead of Edison. What the fuck? We live way ahead of Edison. We live way in Edison. What the fuck are you fucking with me? Y'all see this, man? Over some bikes, bro. Y'all yeah, different. Back up. I'm six feet. You're not six feet. That's fine. Man, this is crazy, bruh. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, six. Wait, okay, go ahead and turn it down. Take it down. All right. So before you say anything, Max. Um, um, yeah, I've, I've seen, I've, I've watched all 17 minutes. So go ahead. So, so Zach, what, what's your thoughts on that? So my first question is, were the bikes stolen? Nope. No. Nope. They take. Why were they taking them from them? Because they didn't have this uh, license that they require you to get in, and it's clearly on the bike. And because they didn't have a license on the bike, they confiscated the bikes and arrested them. Because where was they it? were driving? They were riding their bike in the middle of the road. Not on the side of the road, in the shoulder, not on... A... No, Joe, that, that, that's important. In residential area, There's... Max. Keep that in mind. They're, they're in the Come middle on, of the really? road. Joe, should those cops have acted that way? No, but that was a 17-minute police interaction. That was heavily edited. You didn't edit it, but someone heavily edited the whole thing. it to remove the part where they're explaining you were driving your bike in the middle of the road. You're not allowed to do that. And yet, tensions got flared, but... The cops should have handled it that way, right. but you can't ride your bike in flared. the middle of What do you road. mean tensions got flared? Who would it? Like, All if right. you're a 15-year-old kid riding your bike down the middle of the street in your residential neighborhood and you get pulled over by the police, you should be angry about that. I would make sure that those cops were held accountable after the fact. All right. That is – what's the legislation there? Is it is it the same everywhere where you have to have a permit to ride the bike? That's that was in okay. New Jersey. So th L there is listen. there is a requirement, and the requirement was was enacted by Democrat right. legislatures. So that, that that's not a Republican Depression. thing, right? Yeah, so, that's their money maker, Max. Their whole quota. There it is, right there in front of your eyes. But but here's the oppression, the systemic racism that exists. Uh, listen, I, I I don't I don't know if it's racism, Zach. I don't. I just know that having a law where you have to put a sticker on your bike and pulling someone over for riding in the middle of the street in a, on a bicycle, it just seems draconian to me because my kids rode their bikes in the middle of the street. My kids are in residential areas. My kids did all those things. And I would never in my mind think to myself that, that my kid is going to get arrested or his bike's going to get taken. I just wouldn't think about that. I wouldn't think about it. And I wouldn't think riding in the middle of the street would, would justify six cops showing out of nowhere. Again, I support Especially law residential. If it was highway, they have an argument I, like, okay, that's dangerous. But residential, here's the problem, what? though. It's heavily edited. Joe didn't edit it, but whoever edited that edited it to leave specific parts out. Right. They edited out the part where the supervisor says, I just want you to be safe. 
edited that out. They edited the part out where the female officer says, I've warned you in the past, you're not allowed to just ride your bikes in the middle of the road. They edited out the part where the kids were getting really angry and mouthing off, which, yeah, sure, they have their First Amendment rights to do yeah. fine. But they edited all that out. And they also edited out the fact that they, that they actually released the guy. He wasn't booked. He wasn't arraigned. The kid got released. So lots of these, this stuff was edited out for this viral video to portray something that isn't the total truth. It isn't the total truth. There's not just cops wandering the streets trying to pull people over. These kids had been warned a lot. I don't know. I don't know the facts of their previous uh, warnings, right? But if you are operating any kind of vehicle a cop in a manner that the police have warned you, that shit to and me, you keep doing it, I no. Look, I'm trying. I would have been sh- so mad. Yeah, I, I would have been like, you are a fun wrecker, pos cop that is just so sad about your own life that you have to try and wreck kids who are having fun in the st- like highways and but stuff they okay maybe there's a danger yeah. there but all right listen dude, come on, really? listen let's let's back up one second on this let's back up one second i'm going to back up one second on this right just one second i want to back up on it the reason why i showed you that video was because in the in the minds of those people that were on the bikes the the ends did not justify the means like what what happened did not it didn't it didn't gel with rational i'm just telling you what people feel that the law should not exist right it shouldn't there shouldn't be a law that says you can't ride your bike or without a sticker on it they should never be able to confiscate somebody's bike they should never be able to they shouldn't be able to do it now could that interaction have gone better could he have said hey man can you please stay out of the street i've warned you a couple of times maybe all of that is true but what i'm saying is is that we we press down laws on people in those environments that don't typically have a voice. They don't typically have the ability. You said that, hey, when I he, when I see those interactions, that was an interaction that even after watching the 17 minutes, I still went, stupid law, meant to just piss on people that they're supposed to be actually protecting and serving, and it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. If you wanna, if you want to, if you, if you, if you wanna not register your bike and somebody steals it, go, go ahead. Cause then so nobody it, can just- it's, it's- it's not, I, I can speak to this. I live in New Jersey. It's not a requirement that every kid with a bike has to register it. If you want to drive it in the road, not on the shoulder, not on a, uh, a sidewalk. If you want to be a, a motor vehicle without the motor, but you want to be a vehicle yeah. driving amongst traffic, you're supposed to register it. Just like you're supposed to register a car, just like you're supposed to register a motorcycle, any kind of street legal vehicle. These kids, it's not, it's not some kind of big government like, oh, you don't, you have an unregistered bike in your driveway. It's we're going to take it. These guys were driving in the middle of the street. They were warned previously multiple times, don't do it, right? None of them yeah. got their bikes taken away. All the bikes got given back to them. They got released. That video was heavily edited. Hey, Matt, and, let and, me ask you a question. If, if a cop put you in the back of the car, cuffed you and threw you in the back of the car, even if they let you go, how was that experience for you being cuffed and put in the back of the car? It would suck. It would suck. But uh, have you here, ever been cuffed the and put in the back of a these, car? These kids were actually doing something wrong. Like you say, well, that's a stupid law. They changed the law, right? Change the law, change the statute. The law is but the conversation, Max, wrong. when you're talking to liberals. No, no, that's these conversations the conversation. Talking, that law is dumb. Why do we have that law? We had that law because yeah. uh, just look at what's going on in D.C. Joe, you know about this. All the dirt bikes in D.C. If you're in D.C. late at night, odds are very good that you're just going to see a gang of dirt bike riders yeah. racing through True the city. Story. It happens. It, it, it happens regularly. Oh, it pisses me it off. It pisses everyone off. Yeah. They have laws on the books that if you want to ride your dirt bike on 
a public street, it has to be registered, it has to be street legal because they don't want that. Right. Right. There are laws on the books in all states like this. So in New Jersey, for whatever reason, they have a statute on the book that says if you're going to ride in the street, not on the shoulder, not on the sidewalk, if you're going to be a bike rider in the street, just need a sticker. You just need a sticker. It's 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 very simple. It's it's very very simple. So and and do, I'm, do and I'm, and I'm telling law? you, I don't and, know. I'm, and I'm telling you that again. I wanted to show you an interaction, right? That and by the way, kids aren't being taught to respect authority. They're not being taught to respect respect police. They go they go to school and they're taught not to. Right? The media teaches them to challenge authority. Right? There's no respect. But it's it's something that people are, there, there's no again the culture is not to treat teach people to respect police officers. I've always said yes sir no yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir like when I'm talking to police. I don't even care if it's a bad interaction, which I don't have anymore. But but when I did, it was still yes sir no sir right. I I use those words now. Do I agree with how they treat the police officers? No, I don't. Which is why I tell you that police officers become pawns in this game. Their job is to actually push down, oppress people in those environments. And it's like a, a pot that's a kettle that's getting ready to boil. There's just different degrees. You add two temperatures, three, three degrees, four degrees, five degrees to it. You get to a place where it just explodes. They don't feel like they, they, that there's opportunity. They don't feel like they feel like they're constrained. Right. The statute says. No person shall ride, operate, or propel a bicycle upon any street or other public highway in the city without first obtaining and having secured yeah. and attached to such bicycle a proper license tag as here and after provided. We can say that that's a stupid law, but it is still the law. And right, and if you are pulled over for nah. a police officer for operating for operating an unregistered vehicle, listen, you don't mouth off. You don't fight with the officer. You say, I'm sorry, officer, and then you take it to court. And they say, this is bogus. This is bogus. They weren't put in the back of a police car because they were riding their bikes. That's not, that's not what happened. And that video, Joe, heavily edited. I get it. We don't have seven minutes, but heavily, heavily edited to remove the good interactions with police and remove the bad interactions with the people who were being ticketed. That was heavily edited. There was a lot of mouthing off and there were good officers there saying, listen, just don't do it. And they're still mouthing off. So heavily edited. And that's what I mean. Like this went viral yesterday, and I had to watch the whole damn thing. But it, it's 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 not that that clip we just played is not the full interaction. And if we're gonna say that it's a stupid law, fine. But it, the narrative it wasn't it's a stupid law. The narrative was look at these a hole cops arresting black kids nope. for riding their bikes. That's, that's just not, not the what that's happened. Not. That's that, not. That was the narrative on social media yesterday. Because Max, you miss you miss a hundred percent of the of what I'm trying to say through the trees because you just want to disagree with me. The whole thing is how do I find a way to disagree with everything that Joe said? Because I'm smarter than the world. It has nothing to do with what happened on the interaction because I asked Zach what he saw in that as a person that is is looking at that for the first time, right? I didn't even get a chance to talk about what I thought because you became the authority on everything. You you don't want to slow down long enough to say, well, this is what I saw. You talk in absolutes. The absolutes that you talk in are the same absolutes you get from the far left. And if you want to have a discussion about this, this deal, there's things that are just fundamentally wrong about the interaction on both sides. But the reality of it is when I started the far left. 
when I started the conversation, I started the conversation with, hey, I agree with the police interaction that he did everything. It was a justified shooting. I, I started that on just the shooting part. I move it over and I said, look, here are some of the causations. Here's some of the things that are happening in the community, right? That you don't have experience with, but I do. And frankly, I have the ability to have conversations with both sides. But you want to fight on that. Now you want to fight on this. And it's heavily redacted. It's not fighting. Blah, blah, blah. And they broke the I mean, law. I'm, they walked I'm, in the street. I'm, How come I'm the law out. only applies to those people that they want a law to apply to? That's all I'm saying is yeah. why, do, why do they actually just use the law whenever they want? There's a law in the book for everything, right? And if you come in my neighborhood and you're right in the middle of the street, even if you're impeding traffic, the, the guy driving by is going to be like, hey, look, punk, get out of the street. Maybe it wouldn't be that. Maybe it's like, hey, I know your parents. Or there would be some interaction, Right. And in this case, it, they can use whatever law they want because they become a weapon to just, the book is there. The book's written. There's laws everywhere. Oh, that's a book on the law on the book. Well, there's thousands of laws on the books that you would break when you walk outside your front door. Thousands, thousands. I got fired up because I know you didn't edit the video, but that is absolutely a deceptively edited video. You didn't do it. So no. You didn't make it. It is. And, you, and, and, you, and I'm not blaming you. But, but when you when you try and take a 17-minute police interaction and boil it down to the worst 30 seconds, it, it, it doesn't tell the whole story. And, and like we saw this yesterday. We would have talked about this day if there wasn't though. also a shooting. What, what do you mean? I mean, the whole story, I'd still think the same thing. You can say that they're showing 30 seconds and it makes people more riled up. But I, if I saw 17 minutes and, the, and I know the end result was those kids got reprimanded for riding bikes down a residential street. Like it, it's even like the bird, the dirt bike argument that you brought in. Cause this wasn't a dirt bike that they were riding. It was just normal bikes that kids ride around in their neighborhood. And, and in my, when I grew up, we grew up in the suburbs and people had four wheelers and people had dirt bikes. And I remember my friend got pulled over on the highway one time because he was riding his dirt bike on the highway and another one got pulled over for the four wheeler. And what the cops said was, Hey, you can't ride that on this road, get back on a side road and take that back to your house and don't let me catch you again. And that's on a highway in a residential. It's a totally different story for this conversation than if it was on yeah. a highway. What's missing from the clip is that there were previous warnings. What's missing from the clip is that they were going to let them off with a, with another warning. And what's missing from the clip is that the conversation over them not having permits for the bikes didn't happen. It didn't come up until the kids started mouthing off at the officers. Right? That's all what's missing. Right? It's very easy for a police interaction to go south when you, when the, you just start mouthing off. So we can talk about needing the law changed. But this is just like, this is what I mean. Like you look at a case and it seems so cut and dry. And the minute you dig even a little bit into it, the narrative not being pushed by Joe, but being pushed by the left on this specific incident, it's it's a half truth. And and that's what's so frustrating to me. Hey, hey Zach, like, I appreciate you calling in. We have somebody else waiting. It was It's always good to well, hear we're gonna from take, you. We have to take a break. We're not we taking a break. We're going to go all the way through and we'll just cut the, we'll cut the show in the middle and do it part one, part two. He's going to insert something that says part one, part two. So we're good. Hey, Zach, thank you. All right. We have, we have another caller right. that I want to get on. So I think Tyrone agrees with you. So it'll be good to. Yeah. Good to I mean, is that a bad police interaction? Yeah. Were the police being a-holes? Yeah. Right. But were the kids breaking the law? Yeah. 
Is this uh, a stupid law? Yeah. But does a law being stupid give someone the right to violate it and give someone the right to mouth off to police when they don't like it? No. Right. Yeah. And, and it's and we also have to understand that we've talked about on this show in the past, police officers doing whatever they can, using whatever they, law they can to go after people. Right. We, we talked about it with the uh, with the boulder shooter. Right. Even if they couldn't get them on that, they should have gotten them on something. So we, we have to find a way to to kind of mesh that because we can't say that police should be using whatever means they have to get potentially violent people off the street and then say, oh, well, you're not allowed to enforce this this statute. Right. Obviously, discretion is an important thing. But we, we, we can't just we can't hold both positions. Right. We, we can't say use whatever you can to to enforce the law and then say, but but not that one. That That's where you, I, I, I have a problem with it. You know, when I sit around with people and we have discussions, political discussions, and we have them at the, even at the office and people on, are on both sides, I, we never walk away fighting over it. We never walk away. We, we look at it and go, all right, well, I can see your perspective. I can see your perspective because it's a safe place where you can have a difference of opinion. So do we have Tyrone ready to go? Yep. All right, Tyrone, welcome to the show. How y'all doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Are you the hey, one Tyrone on day, here man. that said, oh. "Are you Tyrone? Are you the one on here that said I don't know what I'm talking about? You're killing me." Yeah, I said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no disrespect, though. No disrespect, though. <laughs> All right. But but um, I watch that show every day, man. Thanks for having the show. Um, give me some sanity in this crazy world. But uh, young lady Makaya, how you pronounce it, Makaya? Yeah. Um, uh, no, sorry, she lost her life. And she was 16, 15 years old. And, you know, it's she, she's old enough to know what's right from wrong. So trying to say that, you know, she's oppressed or the government has a, a reason or, it, you know, she she's old enough to, to she ought to know better. OK, you can't stab anybody and the police come. What was he supposed to do? I mean, it was like five seconds and he shot. What was he supposed to do? So, I mean. It, it's it's her fault because she's not done that. And the young man who hit the girl on the head, why didn't he? Where's where's his parents at? Where where are the parents at? That's the issue. Where are the parents at? Why didn't the young man hit the girl on the head? Why did he break it up? Why did they get that far? The people who stand around videotaping everything. That, yeah. Why did he break it up? Why didn't he? Because the girl obviously came from the house and grabbed a knife. She walked right. through the house to yeah. the front yard. Why anybody stop her for doing that? Why didn't nobody step up? Everybody wanted to sit there and record everything. And it's not a good look. And a young girl lost her life. And then try to protest the police officer for doing his job. I mean, shouldn't he shot her? I mean, I don't know. You put yourself in his shoes. Was that my wife about to stab or my niece or my daughter or my son? And ask somebody about to stab them? I probably would have shot too. So it's, just, it's, it's the culture. Of, I'm black American, by the way, so I'm speaking from firsthand experience. It, it's just it, it's sad how the culture is today, how the the sports, uh, the woke sports, and the, the artists and the rappers and the music and the culture and the TV shows and the music all talk about the racism and systematic racism and black BOP in the press, and they these young kids seeing this, they're seeing this every day, and they think they're oppressed when they're really not. Okay, they're, they're not oppressed. They talk about systematic racism and stuff like that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I never experienced it. What is it? I don't know what in the system that a black person can do that a white person can do. What is it in the system? 
And I live in a pretty good neighborhood, right? I don't see police around here. I live with a bunch of older people. So they work, come home. They don't do anything crazy. But 10 minutes away, I, it's the projects. And the cops are always over there. And when you drive through there, black people all outside, fighting each other, shooting up. Every other night, you hear gunshots over there. I'm pretty sure 9% of the time, it's a black person shooting a black person. So we hear gunshots, we hear police sirens, and the ambulance going to the same hood. So it's culture. It's, 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 a, it's a culture of things going on right now, and nobody wants to step in and say, hey, look, this is wrong. Where's the parents at? I don't know what's going on in this crazy world. It's like when a white person kills a white person or a police officer, they don't say anything, but it's always when a black person dies and a white cop, they want to highlight that. They want to highlight that and make that racist when it's not racist. I had never experienced racism from any police officer or anywhere in the world. I had never I'm 34 years old. And what race are you, Tyrone? What race are you? I'm black. I'm black. I'm a black American. I'm black. 100%. I live in in Richmond, Virginia. I've never experienced racism. Me and my wife sat in the table. I I asked her, when was the last time you experienced racism? Not the racism like somebody don't like you the way you look. I'm talking about real oppressive racism. She's I never experienced. Something that impacts your life. Something that impacts your life in a negative way. Nothing. It's not there. Ask my grandmother. She's 70, 80, 80 years old. I asked her, when was the last time you experienced racism? She said, I ain't experienced racism over 50 years. I asked my aunt, when was the last time you experienced true racism? She said, I haven't. So my point is, where's the racism at? Where is it at? Where's the systematic racism at? But these, these, these uh, TV shows and movies, these actors and these, these woke people are talking racism. It's crazy. It's all rich people, rich black people who promoting it. LeBron James and all the other people. They don't want the millionaires promoting racism. But it didn't bother them. And people don't understand. Black people don't understand that. I try to get black people, let's get together and buy something. Let's buy a piece of property. And they said they can't do it. Or I said, well, Ty Perry did it. Well, he don't, well white supremacists allow him to do it. They're just scared. They make, they make a, a, a scapegoat. They don't want to do it. They want to find somebody to blame, a boogeyman. First, it was orange man bad, Trump. Want to blame Trump. Now Trump gone. Who are they going to blame now? They can't blame Trump. It's white man bad. So it's, it's, it's white, man, white, white man's bad. It's hostile racist. They're holding us back. It's all the excuses. I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of all this systematic stuff. It's not even true. I have a house, a nice house. Got a good paying job. Got my two-year-old son. We're living life. My life's not impacted by racism. I can go to any store, buy anything I want to buy. I'm going to buy another house I can. Nobody's going to stop me. So people need to stop, wake up, stop voting Democrat, and, and, and do what we got to do. Get out, get out the hood. The hood is a terrible place. The hood is not a good place to live in. It's nasty. And also the ones that I know that I see on an everyday basis. It, it's not clean. Everybody's outside. Everybody beefing with each other, playing live music all day. That's the culture they live in. That's the culture. They're pants sagging. I'm tired of seeing it. I don't like where the parents at. It's the parents' fault. All these shootings, the young man got shot with had a gun, two in the morning. Where his parents at? Where are the parents at? We don't blame the white cop for that. Where are the parents? I don't understand that whole crazy system. And the older people, just as brainwashed as anybody else, he watched CNN all day long. So anything they say, they believe it. But I'm trying to tell them that they're lying to you. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. I'm saying, orange man, he's not really bad. I mean, I thought he was bad. But I did a little research myself. 
She's not bad. Not everybody's seen, but they don't want to hear it because they lock stuff on CNN. And they, they crazy, crazy too. So it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. I'm sorry she lost her life, but she's 15, 16 years old. She should have known better, and somebody should have stepped up before it got to that point. The young man cut the girl in the head. Where's parents at? Why do you be a man and break it up? Be a man and break it up. What, what happened to him? Did he get charged for anything? Because he cut the girl in the I head. That's so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's it, pretty bad. It's, it's, a, it's culture, man. It doesn't do the government and the policing. The police need to be in the project. They need to be there because the police here, that one sits in front of the projects, one sits in the middle, and one sits to the end every night, one, two in the morning because stuff happens. Not all the time, not every day. But every once in a while, it's really hot outside. Holidays come around. They stay outside a little more. They be there more than usual. Cause, but in my neighborhood, I don't see a single police officer. Don't see none. The cops that I deal with, they're nice. They wave. They talk to me. No problems. They never treat me no different than anybody else. I deal with white people all the time. They treat me nice. They don't treat me bad. So I don't see what's the racism at. I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. My wife can't see it. My grandma can't see it. Where is it? Can somebody tell what systematic racism is? I don't know what it is. What what is it? Well, you can't if Tyrone if you can't see it, if you can't see it and you can't touch it, you can't feel it, then mm-hmm. then it, it becomes that elusive thing that they can talk about that people get confused because obviously they're against it, but they can't see it, so they're trying to figure out where it is. So you keep everybody right. confused and in chaos and dividing people because you have the other people going that, that are smart, that understand the boogeyman doesn't exist. So they're like, dude, the boogeyman right. doesn't exist. Like, you're talking about it. You're like, the boogeyman doesn't exist. And then people say, I can't right. believe you can't see the boogeyman. And you're like, bro, you're in the shallow <laughs> part of the of the lake. I can see the bottom of your argument, like the bottom of the <laughs> of the lake. Yeah. And you have yeah. no, you're not deep. You don't understand what's really going on. But because yeah. they say it over and over and over again, they, they don't yeah. want you to have a voice, right? They don't want you to no. have a voice. No, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's the NBA doing it. Yep. It's all these sports making everything racist. Everything somebody do is white is racist. Everything is racist. When Donald Trump was in there, everything, I thought he was racist too. I didn't vote for him in 2016. I was a Democrat. So I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But why, when the, pan, the pandemic happened last year, I, I started doing a little more research. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out why there's so many blacks vote Democrat. And they don't know why. They don't know. Ask my ask parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles. They can't give you one reason why they vote Democrat. I said, give me one policy Joe Biden do you like. They don't know any. I asked white liberals. I drive an Uber on weekends, and we were talking. I said, you know, before the election, I said, we think, you know, you want to go with Joe Biden. I said, well, what policy Joe Biden do you like? They don't know any. Right. These are all man's bad. They don't know any. Right. And I vote for Trump in 2020 because I opened my eyes up. The media been lying the whole time about Trump, putting words in him off he didn't say. And I told show people that they think I'm lying. You think the news is telling the truth? The news is the news is the problem. The news is the problem. They're brainwashing everyone in America. That's the real problem. That's the issue. And the government. The government's the problem too. But it's the media. The so media spins everything. Ty- they spin it. Tyrone, let me ask you. Let me ask you yeah. something. Obviously, uh-huh. I'm against a, pra- a practice known as stop and frisk, which is the idea that in, they tried it in different cities, uh, in inner city areas, cops would just go up to black people and, and, and pat them down to see if they had a gun. I don't like that because uh-huh. there's no actual probable cause to justify it. And it's just they're just looking for people to, to try to entrap people. I think it's, it's too mm-hmm. violent. 
But what you also see in, in inner city areas and in, in urban areas, like what you're talking about, you know, the projects where there's always police officers there, there is a yeah. push to pull people over for little infractions in the hopes that maybe you could catch them doing something much worse, right? Because they're not just going to pat everyone yeah. down, but if they see a car that is swerving in and out of lanes, well, you pull them over. And, and if, if you look in there and there's a bunch of drugs, wow, you just, you just broke up a, a, a major drug deal. What do you think right. of that? Because when I see that video of the cops, like giving them the business, the people with the kids with the bikes, I also know uh -huh. in my mind that in, in that part of New Jersey, which isn't a bad part of New Jersey, it's not the nicest part of New Jersey by far. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, I also think that maybe those cops were trying to trying to do something like that. And then obviously it escalates and it gets out of control. But what do you think about cops enforcing little laws in areas like you're talking about that have higher instances of crimes in the hopes of trying to catch well, something bigger? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of good point. Yeah, I, I see that. I see that because what happens is in the hood, the project, we have people with nice vehicles that they don't make a lot of money. So you guys with Mercedes Benz, electric with rims on it, how, how they afford these, these fancy cars? and live in the project. So it raises suspicion. That's why they get these minor infractions. They don't pull over people with older vehicles. It's more of the newer vehicles and the, it's yeah. the way they dress, they have rims. They don't, that environment don't make but a certain amount in that whole environment. And for you to, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. You know, it's hard to tell. Cause I've been, I drive through the hood at night. One of my trips to drive Uber and cars see me. They don't, I got a nice car, I'll ask for TO. I got a nice car. They don't pull me over. So it depends on if they don't, it, it depends on the, on the vehicle, what the person is. If you dressed up to the T, went all nice name brand stuff and nice vehicle rims, and you got a lot of music playing, they might pull you over because you're like, this is a poor neighborhood. You flossing like you live in a suburban area. Why are you over here? You know what I'm saying? You not belong here. So that's, that's a problem too. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they can do that, but that, I think that would help. With the problem that that would definitely help because if they, if they don't pull them over and they do sell the drugs it make the situation worse yeah so it's kind of hard to say but i mean i don't know i mean i guess they gotta do it just to do it it's but, the catch-22 I mean, right because you don't you don't want the them to, to yeah be, you don't want them to be profiling you and right uh, but you also know that if you're in this area of the city and you're driving late at night and you're blasting loud music, chances are, yeah. I don't know, may, maybe there's something going on. And if, if you if yeah. you didn't put on your blinker to change lanes, yeah, is that a stupid reason to pull them over? Yeah. But if yeah. if, yeah, if there's is. if there's a gun on the on the passenger seat and, and you stop a you stop a shooting, I don't know, is it worth it? That's the catch twenty two here, which is why I look at that New Jersey yeah. incident. Yeah, yeah, there we don't know anything about the kids. I'm not saying that kids deserve to be arrested or anything. But we don't know anything about right. the incident at all. For all we know, mm -hmm. th they could have just been trying to, to prevent something bigger. I don't know. Right. And, and that's right. why I'm always so skeptical about these things, because to just presume that, that the cops are doing it for wrong reasons, it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's that catch point. I'm, I'm oppressed. And no, it's none of that, man. You're in a bad neighborhood. They got to be on the lookout because in my neighborhood, I don't see no police, no police on my street. They might drive by every once a week to drive by, and that's it. But other than that, no police. Because everybody here is older people. They don't do anything. Nobody's young here. So they don't come around here. But in the other neighborhoods, we have populations of younger people. 
there will be around there and more, there's more activity around there. There's more drugs being pushed and fights break out. So he'll, they'll be more attuned to those areas. So it's kind of like where you live at, the type of people you live at, it's an issue. So if you're in a suburban area, police ain't never over there. You go to a white neighborhood with nice houses, the police ain't never there. They're never there. Yeah. They're never there in the corner or park their car in the middle of a driveway. They don't do that because the crime is not there. I'm not saying there's no crime there. I'm saying the chances of crime there is slim to none. But you go to a bad neighborhood, they're there. They're, they're observing everything. So it's a catch-22. That's, I mean, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. But you want to blame somebody. It's, they, they, they don't want to blame themselves because the, the neighborhood is bad because they made it bad. They don't treat it right. They treat it bad. They're the reason the cops are there. The cops ain't there until you call them. The cops is, don't do anything to you unless you do something wrong or they get called. Right. So if you're if the police in your neighborhood, it's because there are people here that are doing bad things, and they got to be here on a regular basis. So I never called cops for anything. Never had to. Never got in trouble. Don't need to. If I get in a situation with a person, I'll leave. I ain't going to fight you, man, and I'll leave and go about my business. I see call the cops on me, and then it's a whole other issue. But people don't think that way. They don't care about the police. They won't blame the white man and everything. So it's the white man bad and racism and systematic racism and white supremacy. They won't blame everything under the sun besides themselves. And that's the issue. Don't take no ownership on their own actions. Hey, That's the issue. Hey, Tyrone. That's the issue. Tyrone. Yeah. I think yeah. – I'm going to repeat this because um, I'm going to just tell you some of the comments. Tyrone make a better president than Pino Biden. Um, Tyrone needs to run for office. Tyrone, you have to lead from the front. Oh, Tyrone, man. God bless you. Tyrone, trying, you're man. so right. Lots of people asking if you're a preacher. If you're not, no, 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 no. Heavens no, no. I'm not a preacher. But me and my wife last year in March, we took the red pill together. We didn't understand what liberal was, conservative was. We voted Democrat. We did what we didn't know why. We did. Black people don't know why they vote Democrat. They don't know why. They've been brainwashed by the left wing media to vote Democrat. The Republicans, I thought Republicans were racist. And so I did my homework and research on the 13th Amendment and the 14th Amendment. I'm like, wait a minute. If, if Republicans freed the slaves and the Democrats were for slavery, why are we voting Democrats still? So once we go through our transition, you try to change your ways, and then we try to see things differently. So we're saying the Republicans don't talk about race. The Republicans don't really talk about race. They do, but not like Democrats do. Democrats, they push race every change they get. But I don't see racism. I don't see a white person think they're against me. We are all coming together anyway. So, I mean, that's the only way to solve the problem. We all come together, black and white, and stop being so separated and get together and see what's going on. So... It, it, it's it's crazy. It's just nuts. Ty- it's nuts. Tyrone, what do you think happens in those areas you're talking about, projects, inner city areas? What do you think happens if police officers are get some of the tools taken out of their toolbox? Right, they're not allowed to they're not allowed to arrest people for X, Y, and Z. If police officers start having their hands more tied behind their back, or what do you think happens if police officers become afraid that if they if they use force or if they if they use too much force? The media is going to come after them. What do you think happens w- if there's y'all, less police? Have you seen the movie Purge? The, the Purge? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's have true. Have you seen the movie The Purge? It's, it's going to be like that. It's going to be like, it's going to be, I'm going to get a whole lot of guns because with no police there, 
with weapons that can retaliate against people, they'll do whatever they want to do. It, it's bad now. So imagine less police, they'll feel less they do what they want to do and run around crazy. I it'd be like the purge. It'd be people doing things they want to do because they can. That's the, don't don't do it. Just don't do it. Just get the cops what they need. I, I'm not defunding the police at all. No. So let me let me it's, ask you. It's, it's, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. So let me ask you a no, question. What what do you do? What do you do down in Richmond? Well, I work for a company called Unify. Okay. And, oh yeah. Uh, we well, we're a supply chain. Yes, yeah, so you and work. I'm a buyer for the for the supply chain. Unify for the Unify uh, uh, Wi-Fi connectors. No, it's a food distribution center. Oh, oh yeah, United Foods. Yeah. Yeah, I have your stock. Yeah. I have their stock. I bought it. Yeah. At, I bought it at nine dollars. It's at like thirty four. Oh, right you now. got a good deal on that stock. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I, you got I, a good deal on that stock. I sold mine at twenty two dollars. Well, I kept it. You should have kept it. It's like thirty four. <laughs> it went all the way to like thirty eight. And and by the way, it's worth that. They do billions of yeah, dollars. I mean, it's this is why the markets drive me crazy because it's it's a great stock. UNFI. It is a great stock. I mean, if you if you if you want to actually invest in a stock that has great dividends and and a really great yeah, uh, I'm that way chain. too. Yeah. But, I should have kept it, but I was I just started investing in the stock market, so I, was, I didn't know what I was really doing. I saw a little profit. I'm going to go ahead and sell it, but I should have kept it. But, yeah, you well, know, I didn't know the pandemic was, was going to happen, so I should have kept it then. Yeah. So skyrocketed in, so. Well, I, I actually want to invite you back. I'm going to have, I'm going to, we're going to let you go, but I'm going to give you back to Josh. Josh is going to get your information. I want to have okay. you, I want to have you live on this show, right? Okay. And I want to talk about your tra- your your transition or your you know that that process that you went through in order to say hey look I had to walk away from the Democrat Party, right? Oh, I had to. And and the reason why <laughs> I want to have that conversation because there are people listening that are you know they're on the far left they're listening and now they can't actually hit mm-hmm. the thumbs down anymore because uh, YouTube <laughs> were suspended right now and Max is suspended from Facebook right now so he can't comment so oh. if you're wondering who's commenting on Facebook I am, but uh, hey Max. But getting an opportunity to actually have this conversation with you, I think it's important for yeah. people um, that are conservative-minded, most of them, but even the people that are listening that are just hating on us, but listening anyway, just like, I want to just, uh, I think it's important for them to hear your perspective and what you see, right? And the right. fact and the fact that you've had conversations, I'm sure you've had hard, hard conversations with people in your family too, who are yes. just who are just like, you're wrong. What happened to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they're too, they're, they're so far gone. You can't even reach them no more. They're, they're too, they're too far gone. All the older people, they're too far gone and they're thinking. Yeah. So you can't really give them no information to let them look at it and see for yourself. If you break up Trump, it's done. I don't yeah. want to break up Trump no more. Yeah. They, if I break up Trump, my, my Trump is done. So I got to ease my way with my gun laws. They love guns. So I try to give them the gun stuff. To, to, to ease myself into it, you know, but it, it, it works a little bit, but it takes time. Yeah. Well, well I, 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 I hear that. I hear that cop car in the background, Tyrone. Well, it's pro- yeah, you hear it, right? I mean, you hear the timer, right? It's probably going to the hood now. So, I mean, <laughs> it's going right to the hood. You hear, you hear the ambulance and the cops. I mean, it's probably going to the hood right now, man. Well, I. Uh, I I, I do want to say that um, I'm grateful for your voice and we want to get your information. So we're going to put you on. You already have it. Okay. So just, but pick up, make sure you get an email as well. So we're going to put you on hold here, Tyrone. God bless you. And thanks for, uh, um, th- thanks for speaking up. Thanks for being an effective oh. voice um, out there. 
not just in your community, but you know, and just and digging deeper, like going, doing the hard work to dig deeper so you can understand what really is going on. Thank you guys for the show, man. I watch it every day, every Monday, Saturday. I watch it every day, two o'clock. So thank you all, man. I appreciate all right. it. God bless you. Awesome. Thank God you for the y'all. call. So, so that was a ridiculous breath of fresh air for me. Um, but I've seen this happen. I've seen friends of mine um, that I've had conversation with, and one of which uh, worked for worked for my company, who did not believe that he, you know he was black and did not believe he could own a gun. So we, we not only got him a gun, but I I've been able to push him further towards, hey, look, here's truth. But be ve- very patient, like Tyrone said. You have to be patient. You have to you have to walk that path. N- never give them too much of the apple because they'll choke on it, and then they'll just get mad at you for choking on it because they'll say you made them choke on it. So the the conversation has to happen, and people people say that, you know, that when they when they reject you, you just unfriend them. I just don't I don't I don't agree with that. I agree with the, I am willing to have the conversation, and I see things differently. And some people are getting mad because they're like, Joe, I can't believe that you're actually against cops. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not. I'm trying to explain to you that both sides of the mindset. And I know because I went through it. And what Tyrone's saying is he went through it. It's interesting when you go through it, you can see perspective. And it takes those good experiences and it takes those bad experiences in order to give you an even perspective so that you can actually have dialogue. You can have those conversations. I lost friends in yeah. September 11th. I lost friends. If you were to ask me in 2002, 2003, if you were to ask me about people from the Middle East, right? I would have told you every one of them is a jihadi, right? They're all terrorists. It was absolute for me. It was absolute. Paradigm shift, go forward. And this, by the way, the reason why I have paradigm shifts every day, but not so much because I actually don't, I give myself a little bit of ceiling to come to a conclusion based upon doing the hard work, digging in, not being lazy, not looking at a snapshot in time and saying, this is what reality is, that I can judge the heart of those individuals. So I went to the Middle East and Africa for six and a half years, negotiated in conflict zones, got to meet lots of people, learned Arabic, learned some things and got involved in things, both on the religious side so I can understand their faith, plus on the just the, the connecting with people side. And I came away with a different, a different heart on what reality was, because I got to see it, I got to feel it, I got to touch it. Now, did I still know that there were bad people there that frankly wanted to cut my head off at times? Yes, 100%. But was I willing to make a judgment call and put everyone in the same bucket? I wasn't. And you'd say, well, Joe, that's what you're doing right now when you talk about about Democrats. And the answer is yes, I do. And the reason being, the reason why I do that when I talk about Democrats is because their platform is absolute. And if your platform is absolute and you stand for a platform that's absolute, then you are complicit in that behavior. So it's the thing that leads me to say, listen, if you're going to tell me that you stand 100% and this is what the platform is, then I have to stand and say, well, this is what you stand for then. This is what you tolerate. This is, this is the ethos and culture of the entire party, even though there's probably some good people in there that are just Democrats based on some one social issue or two social issues. I have a friend who is who is gay. She's gay and she is a conservative, 100%. She goes, the only reason I'm not with conservatives is because I was told that being gay and being conservative is not possible. And I was like, look, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna let God figure out you. At that point, you you'll be judged by those things. I'm gonna accept you where you are. I I don't have to agree with that lifestyle, but I can love on her because she means something to me. 
right? And still say that you don't have to agree with it. And the baker that didn't bake the cake, I have to support him 100% because it's his right to say, I'm not gonna bake a cake for a gay wedding. It's his right, right? And that is where we get to when we start having these discussions about what is going on in our society, right? Is it not, not everything is absolute. And by just drawing a line in the sand, I just gave you two perspectives, two sides of the coin that, that represent some, that truth to me. And it's not that I'm against police officers, I'm not. Matter of fact, I've given more to police officers and I've done more in that environment that I don't need to talk about. But I also recognize that there is a, there is a problem that we need to solve. There's a problem we need to solve and it does trace back to what the government, how the government treats people and what they see us as. So yesterday, another thing that was trending on Twitter was Ben Carson. We go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Ben Carson, ben Carson argued that it's un-American to push these racial equity policies, the idea that the government is going to somehow create racial equity. The left went after him. Say, oh, he's, a, he's an idiot. They, they just completely went, jumped on him. I think one of the biggest problems in the Democrat Party, in the African-American community, is that far too often people like George Floyd are idolized when they probably would be much better served to idolize someone like Ben Carson, who was able to become a world famous neurosurgeon coming from complete total poverty. His mom, his mom didn't know how to read, but she still made him do book reports. His, watch his, his stories about how he was growing up. It's a great story, but the left vilifies him. So uh, I think one of the biggest problems is that the heroes in the African-American community, I think that they're putting their, their faith in the wrong kind of people. I mean, we know that obviously rap, rap music, pop stars, it's not, it's not going to be what helps elevate any community when, when that's what you're idolizing. I think that's one of the, probably one of my biggest takeaways from all this. The other biggest takeaway is that I think George Floyd would still be alive. He would, he would still be alive if, this is how he was arrested. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. If this is how George Floyd was arrested, then I think that he probably would still be alive today. So here we have Derek Chauvin. Just stands up, lets him put the cuffs on him, and walks out. Now, was Derek Chauvin a good guy? I don't know. Did Derek Chauvin make mistakes? I think that's obviously very clear. Does he deserve to spend every minute of his life in prison? I don't think so. Did the state meet the burden of proof to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he murdered someone? I don't think so. But beyond all of that, George Floyd would still be alive today if when he was arrested, he acted more like Derek Chauvin than he did, as we've seen in that video. So that's probably a takeaway. So probably one of my biggest takeaways from all so, of this. So I want to I want to say this, that um, Tyrone, you have a fan club over on DLive. <laughs> and uh, people want to buy you a one month prescription subscription to be an insider. So go to the dlive.com slash conservative daily. They a hundred percent want you to <laughs> want to join the club. Um, or I was just told, no, have them come to the website. So um, you need both. You need to go to the website and you need to get on DLive so that, uh, you know, and I want to give a shout out to Molly who has uh, bought others um, insider subscriptions on uh, on DLive as well. So great group that we have here and growing. 
Oh, can I can I go through one thing? Can I tell you something? Ready? Yeah, sure. So I spent I spent an hour and a half on Mike Lindell's show yet last night, um, mm -hmm. talking to him about what happened, and uh, some great insights. We got into different things that didn't that, you know didn't even have to do with the election integrity issue, but got to give a a, a small clipper inside on what what really happened in this case and what we're really up against. And uh, but it was a great experience. And Frank speech, we will be on Frank speech. Um, as well, we're building. I'm building out the platform right now for Conservative Daily, so we will be there. We will have a platform there. You will be able to hear us there as well. And you say, Joe, you're in so many different places. It's hard for me to run around and and actually uh, follow you in all these different places. You don't have to. We want to meet you where you are. We want to reach you where you are. We want you to listen where you are. So, I just want to give you an opportunity, though, to be a part of Frank's speech to support Mike Lindell. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and if you get a chance to see the reruns, you can actually go to the site and there's some reruns on it as well. And Mike Lindell, by the way, we'll just go ahead and say it, this show is brought to you by MyPillow. Um, I will talk about Mike and I will talk about my support for MyPillow every day. For those of you also that don't know, uh, Mike actually executed a lawsuit on behalf of MyPillow and Mike Lindell against Dominion for $1.6 billion. So while they're suing Mike for $1.6 billion, go ahead and put that up one more time. Um, uh, just leave that up there for a minute. He, he is not countersuing. He has a lawsuit a against lawsuit, Dominion yeah. for $1.6 billion for what they have done to vilify and lie about him and MyPillow and cause other stores to, because of this, of this leftist radicalization out there, uh, to lose uh, people selling his MyPillow products. Um, by the way, boycott or boycott. So in this case, it's a boycott. Put a plaque up again, please. Um, with with uh, MyPillow, up to 66% off with code CD21. That is Charlie David 21. Or Charlie Delta if you're in the military or police officer. So we we earlier we said that the left are rejects, that they are trash. And one... I. As we're coming up towards the end of the show, two hours blew by very quickly. Um, I want to play this because this is a clip of Nancy Pelosi yesterday saying what has to be the most horrible thing I've ever heard. Whether you agree that Derek Chauvin deserved to basically spend the rest of his life in prison or whether you thought that it was unjust, what, 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 regardless of how you fall on it, what Nancy Pelosi said yesterday when she walked in front of the camp, the cameras, was vile and i need to show it to everyone so mr producer let's jump ahead let's play cut number seven thank you george floyd for sacrificing your life for justice wow for being there to call out to your mom how how heartbreaking was that call out for your mom i can't breathe but because of you and because of thousands millions of people around the world who came out for justice your name will always be synonymous with justice. Thank you, George Floyd, for dying. How tone deaf do you have to be to get up in front of that microphone and thank a man for dying for justice? Even if you say that, like, that it was completely unjust what happened to him, which he, no one, he should have died, truth. Who in their right mind gets in front of a podium and says, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing yourself? He, he wasn't he didn't die at a, at a racial justice protest. 
he, he was he wasn't fighting for for social justice. He wasn't doing any of that. It, it, it's so perverted. The, the whole thing is it's just they perverted the whole narrative that he's some martyr. You, you, it can be horrible what happened to him, but he didn't die for racial justice. And it's it's unbelievably tone deaf. And they put out a tweet immediately after she didn't do it. Her staffers did realizing that, wow, that's really terrible that she did that. Um, but I was trying to find it. They're scrubbing it off the Internet. George Floyd's girlfriend said something similar, thanking him for dying. And I just like I don't know if it's just the, the nerves of getting in front of a camera and saying something stupid. I don't know. It's just I was stunned when I heard that from Nancy Pelosi, the third in line or second in line to the presidency, thanking him for dying. Disgustingly tone deaf. What do you think, Joe, as we wrap this up? I don't I don't think you're wrong. I think that they have never seen a crisis that they couldn't use their own benefit in order to push them up or hold them up in positions of leadership when they are the problem. Our problem is leadership. Our problem is lack of accountability. Our problem is rules are for thee, not for me. They rule over us. They treat us like slaves. They treat us like sharecroppers. And we let it happen. We let them perpetuate these lies. And we're lazy because we don't walk down the path in order to uncover those lies. They're not convenient. And when we talk in absolutes, when we actually treat each other with absolutes, there is no way to get across the chasm that we create. I spent years working across that chasm in areas overseas. I've seen this story before. I've seen it. And it doesn't end well in a lot of different countries. Some countries it actually ended pretty well. I was involved in that. They can thank me later. But in a lot of different environments, it doesn't end well. So we have to make a decision. We have to make a decision to turn it off. Boycott and boycott. Buy from those that actually support what we do and boycott the others. And by the way, you can't outrun it. I have people say, I'm moving from this state to another state. Stay where you are, dig your heels in, get involved in the conversation, get involved in the fight against this radical ideology. That you want to get involved? Get involved. FEC United. Go to fecunited.com, sign up, become a member, say, to send a message saying you want people to get, on the, get involved in your state. You want to create a chapter. We have California, Texas, Michigan. We've got a bunch opening up. Get involved in the conversation we have at Conservative Daily. Do Facts Blast. Get involved in the conversation with boycotting things that, that matter to you. Buy Under Armour, don't buy Nike. It's really simple. Under Armour's bad. No, it's not. No, yeah, it's they not. are social justice. They're just as social justice. They're, they're not. They're all they're all social justice. Okay. So I know if, I know I know I know leadership at 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 under Armour. You have people that work for the organization that act like fools, but I would not tell you that that permeates their, their environment. It doesn't. And Nike, it does, but not Under Armour. Yeah. I agree to disagree. Um, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you sign up for our audio version of the podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, all great places. We are going to have some more sponsors coming up um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, we have one organization coming on. We just got notice for a gun holster company is going to be advertising. So that's going to be a little fun. Um, so make sure you, you tune in for that. Um, but the only way we can get more of these advertisers is by you doing the audio podcast as well. Even if you watch us live, the audio podcast as well. So subscribe, 
listen. If you can't watch live, listen. It's a great way, and it helps us prove the numbers. We go live Monday through Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, not YouTube anymore because we're suspended for two weeks. We might not even go back to YouTube. We might just use YouTube to publish clips from now on because anything we say, they're just going to parse the language to find something wrong. But make sure you like and follow our Facebook page. Make sure you follow and subscribe on DLive. We're on Twitch. I don't know how long we'll last there. As soon as people figure out where they're we'll probably get banned there too. But the last bastion of free speech that we have is our own website. So make sure you check it out at conservative-daily.com. Sign up, create a username, and comment over there. That is the one last place. If we have to, we will retreat there and plan our next attack if we do get banned elsewhere. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.